Emergency Medical Minute presents Mental Health Monthly. Hi, everyone. My name is Lexi Eliadis, and I'm a licensed professional counselor in the state of Colorado. I have my master's degree in clinical mental health counseling from the University of Northern Colorado, and I am currently a behavioral health emergency clinician over at the Medical Center of Aurora North Campus for our HCAT team. I'm also the co-creator and supervisor of our new peer support team. And so I'm going to be talking with you all today about maintaining your mental wellness and emotional fitness in a healthcare setting as a healthcare provider using the ideas of basic counseling skills, basic coping skills uh, from a trauma-focused cognitive behavioral standpoint. And so the way I like to start this conversation is really talking about our basic knowledge of our nervous system, our sympathetic nervous system, or our fight, flight, or freeze systems. And if you work in healthcare, you probably already have a a really good understanding of that concept. And basically what that means is that when we experience a stressor, our nervous system turns on. It helps us to become alert to the threat and an act or not act, depending on what feels safer. And so what happens when you work in a very stressful environment, such as healthcare, or first response, your nervous system is activated all the time. And then what starts to happen when you experience multiple stress day in and day out is that your nervous system doesn't ever deactivate. So in a perfect world, it might activate and respond to the stress and then deactivate and you would be back to baseline of normal functioning. But when that doesn't deactivate, now you're existing in a space where you're just stressed out all the time and you may not even know it. So when we talk about maintaining a healthy nervous system, we really want to talk about resilience. And that has many different definitions. But for me, when I think about it, I really start to think about a journey of knowing yourself really well. So resilience is is really a journey of knowing yourself very well. And what I mean by that is knowing what makes you happy, what makes you stressed out, how you react to stress, what your values are, and how you view the world. So some of the most important factors in resilience are understanding your worldview. So some common ones are everything happens for a reason, positive change can come from hardship, or even something tied to your faith or spirituality. So those are just some really common examples of what I mean by understanding your worldview. How do you view the things that happen? And what meaning do you make of those things? So finding a silver lining, identifying change factors or positive outcomes. Again, just examples of what that might look like. A really good book about this is called Man's Search for Meaning by a man called Viktor Frankl. He was a Holocaust survivor and did a lot of research in meaning making and how that makes us more resilient to stress and ultimately more content and quote unquote happier. So some signs that our nervous system might be dysregulated, feelings of numbness or detachment. This is a very common one, especially in people who work in healthcare, first response. This is that feeling that nothing matters or things don't affect you. You have a hard time accessing emotions, whether that be joy or anger or sadness And a lot of what you feel constantly potentially is nothing or some guilt or shame. 
So that feeling of nothing matters. Another one is at the other end of that spectrum. So emotional sensitivity, feeling like everything matters, even the smallest things. So maybe you become frustrated because you dropped something or something doesn't go exactly the way you want it or your coffee order gets messed up. And these things that just cause these explosive feelings of anger or irritability, along with that, a loss of a sense of humor. So if things that you used to find funny or could laugh at now just irritate you or feel out of place, that's something to tune into as well. Constant fatigue. So even if you're sleeping a lot, feeling tired, not being able to get your bearings in that sense, never feeling rested. Trouble sleeping, not sleeping enough or trouble sleeping too much is something that you want to look out for as well. Irritability, like I said, when things just start to bug you, even when you know in your mind that this isn't as big of a deal, why am I reacting this way? That's a flag for yourself. Eating too much, eating too little, an inability to sit still, an inability to focus or concentrate, a loss of motivation or meaning for things. So if you're a runner and all of a sudden you don't feel like running, a lot of these things are normal. If you experience them in short amounts of time, you know, on a particular day, you might have one or more of these things. But when they start to compound and this starts to become your experience all the time, that's something to tune into. And of course, another common one is just increased use of any type of substance. So alcohol or something of that nature. And really when we talk about this list of symptoms, what we're talking about is a significant change in how you normally function. And so understanding what is normal for you on a day-to-day basis and then using that as the line to say, okay, I'm above this or below this. So once you have a good understanding of your normal level of functioning and potentially any things that are becoming issues for you or some of these flags that I've talked about, the good news about resilience is that it can be learned, it can be practiced, and it can be strengthened. And so when we look at how we can best help ourselves, part of that is, like I said, knowing ourselves enough to know what our baseline is, how our baseline is being changed, how are the ways that we are struggling, and then use what I call mental and emotional hygiene. So we do this every day for our physical health. You might think of things like brushing your teeth or flossing. We do those things to be healthier. They're not things that we love to do. And if you're like me, you might not floss regularly, but they are things that we know help and improve our physical health. And so we think about the same thing with our mental health. So mental and emotional hygiene. I would say that deep breathing, some type of mindfulness or meditation exercise is the flossing of mental wellness. It is the thing that people find tedious. They think it's not that helpful, especially if you are only having to do something for a minute, three minutes a day, that's all it takes. And that feels like it's not enough. And so I like to think of the mindfulness, meditation, deep breathing part of our mental wellness as the flossing of our mental wellness. It's so effective and doesn't take that much. And I think that's why people feel like it's not effective. We're looking for this big thing that we can do that's really going to just change our world. But ultimately, it's a buildup of these very small things that we do consistently. And that's a key word on a daily basis that really help us become more resilient people. Again, anything that engages your body while doing a mental and emotional exercise and practice, stress is, like I said, so engaged with our body. It's so somatic because it involves our nervous system that anything we can do that's physical while being mindful and thinking about our mental wellness, when we combine those two things, we find a lot of success. 
So some examples of that, taking a walk while using grounding skills. So grounding skills might be anything that engages all five senses. So if you're out on a walk, you're identifying the things that you can see, the things that you can hear, the things that you can smell, any tastes that you might have associated. You might be eating an apple on your walk. That might be a way to engage all five senses. Tapping while meditating. So just the the back and forth movement of tapping is really soothing for our nervous system. Deep breathing while foam rolling or stretching um, is another way to utilize both the body and the mind. Cold exposure is a really fun one. And I use fun flippantly. No one likes to take a cold shower. But the idea of cold is that it introduces a stressor into our environment and we're able to control that setting and activate our nervous system in a safe place and then practice regulating ourselves so that we can access that skill more readily when we have an actual stressor or we are in the trenches, so to speak. And so even just a minute of a cold shower every day while deep breathing or putting your hands in a bowl of ice if you need to ground yourself back into the moment, all of these things can be really helpful. And so for me, the takeaway here is mostly that you're engaging your body while engaging your mind and your deep breathing, you're regulating your nervous system, and you're helping yourself to turn off that fight, flight, or freeze mechanism. So as we think about the world now, where we're as humanity, as a society, as a world, as we're experiencing this collective constant stress, there's nowhere that you can go where you aren't hearing about the pandemic or COVID-19 or coronavirus. This is saturated our world. And so it's important to recognize that the simple act of being exposed to something like this constantly, this information, is stressful. So whether or not you're at work and experiencing the day in and day out stressors of what you normally would, now you're being exposed to stress on a constant basis because of this other thing that's taken over. So that's something to keep in mind that it's more important than ever to be aware of how our nervous system is being activated and doing the things, those mental hygiene or practicing the mental hygiene to make sure that we're relaxing our bodies more often. And that reminds me, too, to make sure that we're limiting our exposure to the information that's out there. So it's important to be informed. It's important to know what's going on. And it's also important to shut that off and tune that out. Overexposure to information and stress is so easy to do in the age of social media and the internet. And so that's just another easy way that you can take care of yourself and give your nervous system a break is just by turning those things off and making sure that you stay in a routine, that you create a routine for yourself, that you take care of yourself the same way that you would take care of someone that you love or a family member or a friend and and treat yourself with that compassion. Mm -hmm. 